Matt, something big is about to happen. Is it a terrorist attack? Nope. Uh, why was I smiling when I asked that? <laughs> Did uh, refugees land on Staten Island? No. Is it a major earthquake in a poor nope. country? A uh, nope. bigger debt crisis in Europe? Nope. Not even that. More marriage inequality? Not close. Uh, ISIS doubles its size? Nope. Police shoot innocent grandmother? Not yet. Just tell me. Okay. So a Christian baker made a cake. For a gay wedding? Yes, serious. What is this world coming to? Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we try to socialize instead of polarize. Because honestly, we really believe that maybe the truth is on the other side. And uh, that means we're probably wrong. Hey, I like that. Yeah, it feels good to say it out loud. Why don't you give it a shot? I'm probably wrong. Okay, now let me try it. I'm probably wrong. Why is that so hard to say, Nathan? I don't know, but uh, I bet you could do an entire podcast discovering why we humans think we're always right. That is a great start for episode one. Let's dive into the human brain and talk about why we fear the other side. I come from just the other side of nowhere to this big time long. Okay, so first, uh, we read this article um, by Sean Blanda, uh, who wrote it for Medium.com. It's called The Other Side is Not Dumb. And he says this. In psychology, the idea that everyone is like us is called the false consensus bias. This bias often manifests itself when we see TV ratings. Who the hell are all these people who watch NCIS or in politics? Everyone I know is for stricter gun control. Who are these backwards rubes who disagree or polls? Who are these people voting for Ben Carson? Who are these people? Who are these people? And what and does it do when we transfer all this uh, false consensus bias? False consensus bias. So what we sort of when we transfer that online. Well, online it means we're totally blindsided by the opinions of our friends, or more broadly, America. Over time, this morphs into a subconscious belief that we and our friends are the sane ones, and there's a crazy other side. I'm not listening to you. You're crazy. Okay, so. For me to further understand what false consensus bias means, it means when I'm going to bed at night and I'm having a thought, I'm thinking about something, I'm thinking everyone else is thinking exactly what I'm thinking right now. Sure, clearly. Everyone is just like me. Everyone's been presented with the same amount of facts. Everyone, everyone should totally realize that this is the truth, that Trump is the, is the clear winner. Trump is the clear candidate that we should be, um, we should be voting for. Why don't people see this? And then, uh, and then online now we can uh, we can create a little echo chamber by blocking people on Facebook who disagree with us, and so that we have a sense of consensus among uh, the people we're reading or the people we're hearing from. And essentially, we can say Trump is the best, and everyone likes it and comments back, "Yes, Trump is the best," because you've blocked everyone who says that Trump is a xenophobic uh, maniac. Um, which I don't know if that's helpful dialogue anyways, but at least it's a differing opinion from your own. And I would say that, you know, this is why I wanted to do a podcast with you because we've been friends for a while, um, for about 10 years or so. And often you're engaging with people on Facebook 
and I chime in or <laughs> I go, I do this thing now where I go, I'm willing to hear the other side. Honestly, it's right. taking, I'm 35 years old. It's taking me a long time to get to the point where I, I don't argue back necessarily. And, and you, do, you do it a little bit more and I like it. I like that you do that. I like a debate, and that's a thing, but I'm not going to shut down or block someone that has a different opinion than me. I love a different opinion. I want to know why you think that way. Okay. And as long as we can stay away from trolling where we're just attacking each other and trying to incite rage or trying to trying to make each, each other emotional, where we both lose hours in our day uh, tit for tatting, as long as we can stay out of that, then I think that we have a productive debate going. But Facebook seems to favor trolling it seems to favor controversy and not productive debate yeah and so that's why we're here having a podcast and the other side is not dumb when i read the article he's basically saying look this is becoming an epidemic people are starting to believe like fake news sure and uh usa today actually took down their fake news section of the website i think it was yeah or was that the washington post they had fake news like uh the onion or click hole yeah but People were just like sharing this stuff, and yeah. and and once they got the confirmation bias, it didn't matter if it was true or false. It was sure. just more what I believe. So yeah. this brings us into the the heart of the podcast today: is why are we attracted to certainty, and why do we need people to believe exactly like we do? I think it's built into our DNA. And this is not just an issue for the internet. This is an issue for human uh, beings. Um, you know, ancient humans, we banded together to form tribes. Uh, and, and these tribes defined uh, the in-group, which was us, from the out-group, us from them. Our tribe believes this about life. We believe we have this God. We create this identity. And that identity is helpful. We can now band together under this uh, common... So you uh, think it's like evolutionary? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because if you think you have individuals roaming around and they have to form groups and those groups have to work together and they have to form ideologies, they have to um, have a, a sort of consensus about what life is like, what, what, the, what their values and morals are, how we all got here. And if they have that consensus, they have common ground so that they're able to protect their young, they're be able to pr protect against predators, against other tribes that might attack them. All right. And so, so, so to me, it's built into our psychology. We need okay. identity. We need like-minded community. And now it's just like playing itself out on social media. All right, let's break it down a little bit. Let's let's try to get into the psychology. You log on to Facebook. You see someone says, and this is why those idiots are coming to take our guns. Yeah. And uh, what's the first like reaction? What happens in your brain? And your do you tense up? Do you hit the keys a little bit harder? Do you like <laughs> idiot? I'm on it. My uh, my favorite post is like Obama signs gun gun legislation with childrens behind him, and then they like it's split screen to like. Hitler did the same thing with kids behind him. <laughs> Can't you see? Open your eyes. You know, like, yeah. Um, which is really just fear. Um, not that we shouldn't be reticent and and try to hold our our elected officials accountable, but there is really no, uh, there's no basis to compare Obama to Hitler. But, <laughs> but people do it, right? But I think it's funny because when I try to, I I personally own a gun, so I have a gun. 
You own a and, gun? I didn't know that about you. So don't break into my house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my wife's a better, uh, she's a crack shot. Really? Yeah. My wife is a nice um, blonde school teacher, and she will she will shoot you in the face if you break into her house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but don't here's forget the thing. Your keys, I am open to the discussion on both sides. I'm, right. just, I'm just willing to throw that out there. But um, I, I, I guess my thing is, is like, what initially happens in the brain just like to make people angry instantly i think that's right. what it is it's just we we just react emotionally every time someone says something that we don't believe and I, well, that's the psychology that's when the belief is tied directly to our personal identity so as, okay. soon, as soon as we identify as so this um, just this isn't just our parents no no i think for me too as soon as i identify with the tribe and someone says hey that belief that you you identify with that your tribe the foundation of of your social status is flawed then you take it personally it's like uh okay if you want to find out what somebody um what somebody idolizes or worships um just just say it doesn't matter and then watch them get very angry uh and that's that's the same thing with money or or anything you know people get very very angry about things that they kind of put a lot of value into so yeah. if a lot of value is into the second amendment and you say you know I don't, I don't see why we need guns i mean you know can't we just settle it with tasers then you'd see someone get very very angry and say you know and they would they would quote all the rhetoric from that yeah that tribe and maybe some of that rhetoric is true though man maybe some of it absolutely. is absolutely absolutely i'm not saying that any and that's one the hard side part right. right the hard part is not splitting the psychological term splitting is also called like black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking. And it's a common defense mechanism um, where the individual tends to think in extremes, i.e. all of that, th those people's actions and motivations are all good or they're all bad. There's you no know what this ground. sounds like? What? This sounds like old dad at the Christmas dinner table. Sure. He's <laughs> splitting. He's saying Obama's all bad, Trump's or most, all good. Or, or most dads at the dinner table. Sure, sure. But and they're why, on either side, right? Sure, yeah. Either dad for Bernie sits down or... Or dad for, yeah, Carson. Or dad for Trump sits down. And sure. what is... And, and does our generation listen to that? Is this a generational thing? I think partially, I would assume, and I, and I, I guess, you know, uh, sociologists and psychologists who, who understand philosophical uh, times are, are, are saying that we are in a postmodern philosophical epoch so to speak so we are more okay with uncertainty now than say previous generations so because, we're getting away from the lizard brain well uh well no the modern modern philosophical epoch is all about scientific fact you can prove it it's clear we know okay. what truth is we can prove it right this is post-enlightenment where science kind of took off and all of our sort of mysticism was proved wrong about how the world is and whatnot so so we've been in this 500 year or so uh, philosophical modern times epoch, which is about all about facts and and certainty and truth and provable, you know, causational, rational stuff, um, empirical evidence and, and the like. And and now we're moving into more of a postmodern, which is a little we're a little bit more okay with the unknown. We're a little bit more okay with things that we don't understand. There's uncertainty. And I think there is a bit of a clash between 
the generations a little bit. Um, but there is still our natural desire is to, I think, it's built into our DNA, like I said, to know where we stand, to know right from wrong, to know, to be certain about certain things. And that's a hard thing to overcome, I think. So everybody is a complex organism with oh, many different sure. thoughts. And we treat them like they're either on this side or on that side. We split. And, and I think this saddens, I think this saddens us because I think most of us want more options politically. Most of us understand life is more nuanced than just two sides or two choices, but we can't seem to get away from, from splitting it. You know, we, the, yeah. The, like I right think, now when I said I own a gun, there's probably a lot of people who listen to that and go, Oh man. That well, guy. Yeah, I kind of played. I kind of played devil's advocate. That guy. He's totally Republican. He lives in. He shoots and everybody he can see. You know, I don't know. They just Are have you, these. Aren't you worried about the government coming and taking your gun, though? What's funny is if I say that to people, like, okay, let's follow that logic. You're a conspiracy theorist because you believe that the government's going to come take all your guns, so the government can take over the world. Right. Right. And as soon as you go there, they go, oh. No, I, you, you know, you're a 9-11 truther. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, we people, label. Are like, right. people are like, no, I don't actually believe that. And I'm like, well, that's that's kind of the road that you're on if you continue to go down that. Yeah. Other, or, hey, we just don't want the crazies to have guns. And I don't have the answers to any, any of these things. Sure. I'm just saying that I can tell that I was a little bit afraid to say that I owned a gun on this first episode of this podcast. <laughs> Because well, I, I know people are just weird about it. It's just I, a taboo word. I don't own a gun, but I am I am all for the Second Amendment. I think it's I think I love freedom. Um, so I think you that sure. I love it. Um, but uh, I personally don't because I'm I'm not responsible enough to keep it locked up, and I fear that maybe my maybe I make a mistake one day and uh, someone shoots themselves with my gun. Yeah, and that's um, and that's totally fine. And and I think. Maybe all of this stems out of these words that we have, right? Right, yeah. That we hear left, right, sure, Republican, Democrat, atheist, religious. Like, yeah, can you be a gun owner and a pacifist? Oh, I think so. I mean, absolutely. There, there is that nuance, but it's just not re represented in the media. I mean, we, it seems to propagate this, um, these, these boundaries. These... And can you be a pacifist and believe in self-defense? I think so. Yeah, you think so? I'm going to put it out there. I think, uh, yeah. I think there, is, there is room in reality for that nuance. Absolutely. So you don't walk into Starbucks and sit down and say, there's, you have 10 of your friends across you at the table. You meet. One of them's Republican. One of them's a Democrat. One of them's a hunter. One of them's an atheist. One of them's Christian. Vegan. One, vegan. one of them's a vegan. One of them only eats bacon, too. Just Wendy's. Wendy. <laughs> Wendy herself. She just eats bacon, right? <laughs> uh I mean, obviously, we just surround ourselves with people just like us. I guess that's that's really the problem is when we go on Facebook, we bring this into it, and we just we turn into trolls. There's right. no logical discourse. Yeah, so my challenge would be to d destroy the echo chamber. I, I know it feels good to have everybody what have, is an a, echo chamber? have a consensus around is this, you. Is this the, the younger son of Creed's band? No, <laughs> the echo chamber... What is this? Is uh, the echo chamber is simply simply what you create when With you arms wide open. When you yeah, that's what you should have arms wide <laughs> open to people of differing beliefs than you. Oh, look um, at that! So even that you, even Scott Stapp has something to to share there, with us. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so like don't like the idea of an echo chamber uh, is simply you edit your community so that it reflects exactly your um, your belief system, your ideology, so that when okay. you say something, you project, hey, this is truth. It just simply gets echoed back to you. And that's not I don't think I think that's reinforcing and there are advantages to reinforcing. But at some point in your life, you want to challenge your belief system so that you can have a better belief system so it can be stronger and more. Uh, better informed and in order to do that you cannot live within an echo chamber you have to maintain relationships with people who you vehemently disagree with okay and you have and in order to maintain relationships with people you disagree with you're gonna have to behave a little bit differently okay so i can hear this 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 voice inside of me that says well then we don't know what truth is everything's relative Okay, maybe there is an absolute truth in, in everything, you know, okay. in every moral belief. Maybe there is. I'm I'm totally open to that. In fact, I think I've lived most of my life believing that, and I probably do still today. But what I'm saying is as humans, as humans, we need a sense yeah. of humility about knowing and obtaining the absolute. Like as Richard Rohr says, every viewpoint is a view from a point. So, we don't have the full picture, and the the picture is unfolding. As you know, as as humanity progresses, we're learning more and more about who we are, about where we came from, about what what life is. And for us to say this is absolute um, in the moment is kind of arrogant. It lacks a sense of humility about reality, about the universe, about life. How can you develop some some tools in your mind to begin to listen to the other side? Really, that's. That's the bigger question here. Is that's how we become better people? I think. Right? Sure, sure. Well, I guess, yeah. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not great at this. So it's not like I have a, you know, I have a degree in, um, in discussing. I cause a lot of fights on Facebook. Um, but I think, uh, people will tend to troll when yes. you introduce a topic that they are vehemently against. So it'll be something quick. It'll be. Um, they're not really interested in debating it. They simply disagree, and their only goal is to make you lose it. So anger gives birth to fear. Fear gives birth to rage. Sure. Rage gives birth to trolling. Right. And trolls feed off of your rage and anger. So how do you avoid getting into a debate with a troll? You don't well, feed them. Well, let's have more don't of a get angry. example. What's, what's something that you've changed your mind on? That you were firmly, be I, I believe this, I thought, man, these people are idiots, and then you did a little more investigation, you thought about it a little <coughs> bit more, and then you said, you know what, I've totally changed. I'm, I'm now on the other side. Most people don't have these major life uh, realizations on Facebook or anything like that. What I'm trying to say is, is, can Facebook be something good? Can we, you know, listen to a podcast and come out of it and change our mind. And that's kind of why we started this podcast to try to get better discussion going. But like something smaller that's changed your mind, something that where you saw the other side because you were open minded to see the other side is what I'm saying. Um, I'll throw one out there. Go so, ahead. Remember when that it was a couple months ago when everyone was like spray painting that dentist's house and like giving him death threats because he shot that lion because <laughs> he shot the lion. Yeah. Okay. So podcast I really enjoy listening to. They did a whole story on this. And I was I was like, what? I mean, I had that same reaction. Dentist kills like beloved lion 
who was on the flag of the country, who was paraded around in a seat every Christmas. The lion was friends with everybody. You know what I mean? And you were like, Simba. You're like, Simba is dead. Thanks, dentist. Yeah. And people were literally pissed. They wanted to kill the guy yeah. over this lion. Um, well, I read this one article about how a lion had killed someone in the village like a week before. And everyone who lives there doesn't like lions. They hate them. Right? Yeah. So my mind started to open up like, oh, well, maybe, maybe there's something else to this story. And then I you know, listened to this whole podcast about basically how the, the dudes who spend 50 to 60, 100 grand to go hunt an animal. Yeah. They fund all the conservation that right. keeps them on, you know, on this earth. That keeps the animal alive. Because continuing, all of you and me who think it's an outrageous that someone would kill an animal or a lion aren't right. funding these conservation organizations. So you you went you started with a knee jerk reaction and and we're just like who the f is this guy based on limited uh, information that you got and then yeah you, I thought he was a jerk and then you maintained an open mind. You acquired some new information, and that information, you uh, with that information, you saw the other side, uh-huh. and understood, and maybe even empathized with it more so. Yeah. So now, now, what's your opinion on uh, Cecil the lion? I don't know. I, I, I really, I left that thinking about it a lot more. That like all we do as society is read this man kills lion, right? And then we are just pissed. Judge, right? jury, executioner. This exactly. guy's this guy needs to go down. But I didn't have I guess I didn't ha- I, I didn't let that emotion that that initial emotion take over. So I was like, "Well, let's hear the other side. Right. Let's listen to this. Let's listen to this Dennis story. What does he right. have to say to us?" Oh, there's these there's this whole group of people who spend who bid to go hunt these crazy animals. The whole world doesn't just get to go shoot these animals. Right. Only a small portion of the population. And is it is it weird that they have to hunt the white rhino or something? I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't get the high that they get when they do that. But they spend a anyway. We don't yeah. really want to talk about that. I'm just saying that's the other side and and my mind was changed. Sure. I really was. Great. I don't know. Now well, I don't really know what I think. <laughs> well let's but. let's let's do an exercise. Um so think, yeah, is there is there a way we can actually like force ourselves to see the other side? That's what I really want to get to. Let's let's do it. I think it's time for to play a game. And now the game of the other other side 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 side. <laughs> so here, uh, what's what? Okay, so we're gonna play this game. We're gonna test our own ability to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. So I'm gonna ask Matt, who is my lovely co-host. Say hi, Matt. Hello, hello. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, to argue against a position I know he holds because I'm his friend, and he'll have a minute to respond, and then you'll ask me an opposing opinion that he knows that I hold, and then we have two arguments. Are you ready, Matt? Yes. Who, who wants to go first? Yeah, you can You can go ahead and ask me. I'm, I think I'm ready. Okay, well, I'm so good at being a podcast host that I already introduced this idea somewhere earlier in the podcast. You didn't even know. Oh, no. Matt believes that Creed is a great band. Oh, man. Tell us why. And I'm not allowed to argue. I want to tell you that, uh, you know, first first there was Metallica, right? And then there was Pearl Jam, right? And those bands, they had some pretty good songs. But, but as we know, things get better when they get refined. They get edited down into just the essence of greatness, which we all know Creed's 
album Human Clay Embodied. It was all the best parts of Metallica, riff rock, all the best parts of Pearl Jam vocals, put into hooky songs that the masses could finally enjoy. No more sifting through 12 tracks of garbage to find the hit. Every single Creed song was a hit. I mean, come on. Can you take me higher? With arms wide open? Sunday morning? <laughs> the, the, the list goes on. With, have I been going for a minute yet? You've been going for about a minute yet. All right, all right. So there, there's my uh, defense of Creed. You know, and I think we'll get better at this game by, <laughs> by the next question because I, the, the audience is like, is he serious? Is he actually serious about this? <laughs> it, the, the goal is to try to be serious, but obviously we're laughing about it. But yeah. um, Okay, Nate, I'm going to do a more serious question. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, explain, explain to me why it's – because it's, I know you don't believe in this. But in, explain to me why it's best to take a 9-to-5 job and um, and and get a 401k, um, why that would be better for your family than what you're doing right now. Well, sometimes it's hard to have uncertainty. <laughs> your kids need to put shoes on their feet, Matt. And in this world, we don't know what's going to happen. So get that 9-to-5 job. Um, I... I think that's what makes the world go around, right? If I'm going to show up at a business during business hours, if there's a bunch of slacky band guys with tight jeans on, ain't nothing going to get done. <laughs> Someone's got to roll out of bed at 5.30 in the morning and get on the road, right? And uh, if it was up to band guys and arts, artsy guys, nothing would ever get done. People wouldn't show up until the coffee shop until about 11 o'clock to start <laughs> brewing that pot of coffee. I live in Nashville, and I'll tell you what, I don't depend on musicians to get nothing done. If I'm going to go out, I'm like, thank goodness the garbage man is coming around. He's got a nine to five. He's got a pension. Why do I feel like you actually believe this, though? Because <laughs> because that's the, that's the game, right? I'm pissing you off right now. This no. is the game. I mean, I guess. I guess I, I didn't believe you about Creed. I'm trying to do what I... All right. I'm, I'm literally don't believe anything I just said, but... I'm. It's. I. I don't know. I'm trying I think to see it from the other side. I think. I think. I think it's kind of true. But go ahead. Okay. So ask me another one. Okay. So, you know, you'll get better at arguing this. I All believe right. in you. All right, Matt. Yeah. This is a firm held belief that you have. Firmly. Football is a gladiator sport. Oh my gosh. People shouldn't watch it. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Okay. Yeah. I clearly don't believe this, but here we go. Um, you know, since the beginning of time, humans have pitted other humans together in, in sport, and it's manifested itself in brutal, brutal ways. It's barbaric, really. For our own entertainment, we have people hitting each other at high velocity, getting concussions and ruining their lives. You know, like... A vast number of these players, doesn't matter how much you pay them, will not live uh, a full, happy life because of uh, being subjected to um, all the abuse on their bodies because of this brutal game that really, rep I mean, it represents the worst of like Roman society. Um, you know, we're putting essentially our 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 best in 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 a ring together and having them kill each other. 
just beat the crap. Can we not be more advanced than that? Can we not find better entertainment elsewhere than watching our best and strongest kill each other? We've progressed past that. We, I, I think, as a society, it's time to ban football. Man, and be and only have baseball, according to me. <laughs> I am proud of you, Matt. Wow, you said <laughs> you said some things I never thought you would say. So I have one more, and then and then we can conclude this game and talk about how we feel. But sure. go for it. All right, Nate. Um, I know Last you. One. I know your wife is due uh, any any day now uh, with a baby. So why don't you explain to the world why? Um, why having children is such a bad idea. It's bad for me because uh, it takes my time. I don't want to give to these kids. I become more grumpy. I get less sleep. Uh, I can't find anything in my house. Everything I have is broken, lost, destroyed. There's never any batteries in the remotes. What's with kids taking batteries out of the remotes? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, having kids is just a bad idea. Makes you broke. Spend all your money on kids. Yeah. Can't buy anything. You have less time to work and do things for the economy. Don't have kids, people. You know, you, that's so great. You know the fun, the fun thing about this exercise, and I think people can play this at home. Oh, that's um, hard to do. You can, well, you could do it with with your friends. I think, um, you know, people who know that you hold certain viewpoints very strongly can ask you to defend the opposite. But I think it's funny because as you're saying this, I, I I find myself agreeing almost like with aspects of it. <laughs> yeah. Like not not like I agree I I agree that like you get Except less creed. Well, you get less sleep. Well, I don't know. Maybe I agree that that Creed did boil down some of the catchiest parts of Metallica and Pearl Interesting. Jam. But yeah, he... I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying I understand why people like it you know, or why it was such a big thing. And that's what empathy does. And that's what playing this game uh, hopefully will do. Um, and it's just, I was just, I mean, I was witnessing that right now as you were saying stuff. I was like, I actually agree with you, even though I don't agree with the ultimate conclusion that you shouldn't have kids. I agree with aspects of your points. But it's so. trying to train your brain, put yourself literally in someone else's shoes and walk a little bit around and right. see how they feel. And it's right. hard. I mean, it's really hard. And I think, I think this podcast is really uh, maybe it's just a personal exploration between you and me personally, just to try to push the boundaries of seeing other people's points. Yeah, absolutely. And having a better discussion. Absolutely. Anything else you want to say at the end of this? Uh, well, yeah. The other side. I mean, I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us see uh, religious folks as having kind of the most. Um, uh, I guess close-minded, close-minded, or or most certainty about who's in and who's out. And uh, I just love. I would love to leave us with a quote from Pope Francis, who is apparently the most religious man on earth because he holds the highest office. But uh, Francis says, "In this quest to seek and find God in all things, there is still an area of uncertainty. There must be. If a person says he met God with total certainty and is not touched by a margin of uncertainty," then this is not good. So even the Pope says, please be okay with a level of uncertainty, uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, I don't, I don't, explain that a little bit more. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, we're talking about people demand certain absolute truths about life. Anybody that doesn't fit into that is outside. They are the others. 
Um, they are the other side and we need to demonize them in some way. And here we have, you know, the leader, the leader of this big church, the leader of the biggest, you know, church Non-profit. organization saying um saying that you have to you everything has to be tempered and i love the humility of that quote everything has to be tempered with a level of uncertainty we cannot know everything so Mm. let's Mm. take that forward and be open to hearing other people's viewpoints and and instead of instead of just trolling them do you think do you think this will make us happier as a people oh absolutely i do believe that have you become happier as you become less I don't know. I've become happier. Dualistic? I've become happier just talking to you just now. Oh. Well, hey, if anyone wants to talk to us about their dualistic brain, how can they communicate with us? You can go to trollspodcast.com or you can uh, where you can fill out on the contact uh, sheet or you can email us at don't email the trolls at gmail.com. We could read your stuff online, so uh, if you want to stay anonymous, just type that into the name field. Well, uh, that's a wrap. <coughs> Thank it's you. It's obvious that one of us is wrong. Thank you for uh, <laughs> Thank you for listening to Don't Feed the Trolls. Until next time, see ya. Bye.